Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above today, which is Friday. Yay. Not that it really matters for me because I've been on vacation. So to me, every day was kind of a Friday. And now with Terry home with COVID, it feels like I'm still on vacation as he's still home and running about. I even had to close my door this morning, so I wasn't hearing his music and all of that. So for all of you who've asked, he's doing quite well. If he has COVID, which he tested positive for, it's more like a cold. It doesn't seem to be doing much. I think that's the testament and the power of vaccines. However, it's odd that you can still get it, even though you went through the process of doing all of that. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well this morning, and we have a lot to talk about. Not only are we looking at uh, a change in Venus and her uh, status as an evening star to the morning star, her conjunction with the sun, we're also looking at the establishing of a new star point, a new Venus star point, and on top of that today, or tomorrow, excuse me, is the Venus uh, conjunct the sun. So we have like a new cycle within a new cycle within a new cycle, and we still have Venus in retrograde. We also are in the shadow of a very potent Mercury retrograde. Just ask me and my computer and my programs. They've all gone nuts. They've all gone wild. And uh, yeah, so we're having some fun. Let's start, though, uh, just by saying good morning to everybody who's checking in with us. Good morning, Christine and Tom. Woohoo! He's out of bed and early this morning. Susie Gemini, good morning from California. Carol, it's great to see you. She's in Costa Rica. So welcome and thank you for joining us from faraway places. Uh, yes, Christine, he is. He never really felt terrible. I mean, that's the weird thing. He was really shocked when he went to work on Wednesday and tested positive. Pauline Solia, good morning. And how is uh, Debbie Tippett's two meal? I knew I saw you out there this morning. She says, good morning, Earth Angels. And I'm sure more people will be joining us as we go along. Um, I just wanted to say real quickly, it is a, a new thing for me to be on Wednesdays. And typically, if I'm going to do a show on Wednesday, it's going to be in an interview format. So on Wednesday this week, you saw me with Tam Veyu of the Energy Almanac, and we were talking about the energies of looking ahead at January. She is going to be uh, a regular on the show every first Wednesday of the month. And we had a really great time being together doing something called Astro Inklings, giving you an inkling of what's to come based on the astrology. And of course, I'm throwing in the human design, the gene keys, the Pleiadian, the whatever it is that I want to add to the whole mixture. Next Wednesday, which is January 12th, I will be interviewing Tom Palladino about scalar energy. And I'm not even sure what that is yet. I mean, I have done some, a little bit of light research <laughs> into that. Uh, I will have to do a lot more because I really want to be able to have a conversation about why he feels this is such a wonderful healing technology. And surprisingly, yesterday, as I uh, posted that up for everybody, Londa, our own, our very own Londa uh, from the morning show here, but also a friend of mine that lives not too far away, she informed me that she has a scalar light machine or uh, piece of equipment. I'm not sure what it is exactly. So I may have to, after I'm cleared of, uh, you know, being COVID, uh, what do they call it? Quarantined. 
uh, I need to get over there to her and see what that's all about so that it just adds more um, dimension to the conversation. So I hope you'll all join me on Wednesday, 8 a.m., same time, same place. You can find me here on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. East Coast time. Good morning, Corey. And uh, Pauline says, I can give testament to the 14-day trial. Indeed, because he is going to be offering us a trial of some a scalar light technology. So I'm excited about that as well. So I hope you'll all join us. And if nothing else, just to kind of get uh, an idea of what that is all about. It's cutting edge technology. It's cutting edge healing technology. Don't we all need a little bit of that right now? Uh, Debbie, thank you very much. I wonder where I got them. And I can wear these today because I don't have to be with my headsets on. So uh, otherwise they, they hit the back of my neck. So thank you very much. All right. So let's dig in, shall we? We have today the moon. I'm going to talk about just a little bit because I really want to spend the time talking about Venus. Now, the moon today is still in Pisces. We talked about that on Wednesday. She was getting ready to move into Pisces at that point in time. Uh, today, she has already made the conjunction to Neptune. And this is giving us a little bit of foreshadowing, I think, about when in April, Jupiter comes along and conjuncts Neptune in Pisces. So remember that Pisces is a sign of compassion and tolerance and acceptance, surrender and trust in a higher power, but as well is a sign that brings us into our creativity, using our imagination, being able to see things from a more spiritual standpoint, seeing things, if you will, from like a higher perspective, right? We get to look at um, humanity. We get to look at the earth. We get to look at everything that's happening on this planet from a more spiritual viewpoint, or at least that's the, the hope and the prayer here is that every human being will be touched by the divine during this period of time. And so the moon giving us the emotional connections that we need here. Raise your hand if you had weird and wild and wonderful dreams last night, because I'm telling you every two hours I was waking up, but I was waking up from some crazy adventure in my dreams. And I, I keep coming back with, from my dreams thinking, where was I? Because it didn't seem like I was here. It didn't seem like I was in some far away place either, but there were new characters on the stage and these characters were familiar, yet I didn't know them. Like, as I look back, I don't know them in my waking life. I suspect they're my family and friends in this lifetime, but it's almost like I'm seeing things through dimensions. It's really odd. And I want to know if you guys are experiencing some of that stuff too. And um, dreams, you know, they're, they're highly symbolic. Um, and they can be different for everybody. So it drives me crazy when you look at dream, you know, books, because they can give you an idea of what the symbols mean, but they can't not be, they cannot be 100% proof positive for every person because every one of us interprets symbols differently. So using your own, um, awareness and your own consciousness, check your dreams. And, you know, you might go to those dream things just to get an idea, but also take a look at what does it symbolically mean to you? Because now with the moon and Jupiter, both in Pisces, we might be in receipt of a lot of different types of dreams in our nighttime. 
giving us hints about our future, giving us hints about our past, uh, giving us hints about what kind of creativity or imagination is bubbling up to the surface for us to take action on. So I really think it's going to be an interesting time. And of course, with the moon conjunct Neptune, we have also access to more psychic energy, more sensitivity to the unseen realm. So that might mean better communication with those who have passed beyond, though it might mean that you have more prophetic dreams, that you might be having, you know, these moments where you pick up the phone and it rings and it's your mother kind of thing, you know, those things where you you are thinking about somebody and then they pop up on your screen. So a lot of possibilities for us for the rest of the day today to be tapping into the more spiritual, the more unseen, the more unconditionally loving part of ourselves. So take advantage of it, right? So the moon will go into the void at 2.23 p.m. West Coast time, 5.23 for those of you on the East Coast. We'll stay in the void until 9.26 p.m. my time, midnight 26 for those of you on the East Coast of the U.S., and then moves into the sign of Aries. So changing up the energy then for the weekend. The moon in Aries is a lot more dynamic than the moon is in Pisces. In Pisces, it's slower, it's more uh, spiritually focused, more uh, of the unseen realm at our fingertips. When we get into Aries, it's more youthful, it's more action-oriented, it's initiating energy. So it's causing us to want to take steps forward, right? Emotionally, we may feel a little bit more in conflict with those around us or others around us may be more in conflict with us, but it does signal time for us to think about or even take action on something new, maybe something that's been boiling or simmering just beneath the surface that you want to bring out. And you're going to see when we switch over to talk about all of this Venus energy that she's also in a state of initiation, right? So we have really good energy for a new beginning, for using courage to step out of your shadows and bring your truth to light. So it is a very good weekend, I think, you know, considering it's the still we're in the new year, right? The beginning of the year, it's a time where we can kind of get on board with the things that are new, with the the new directions that we want to take. It's not necessarily the best time to jump out and do something, but it is a really good time to use the creative energy to draw up a plan, right? What do I want to do? What do I want to see? I know I've been thinking about this a lot because I have not gotten any clear direction about what to do with my show or with my uh, life in general, right? I mean, it's been sort of like there one minute, gone the next minute. Uh, so I'm hoping that if you are also in that position where you're sort of waffling between one reality and another, that these next few days are going to give us the signs, the signals, the symbols of what comes next, right? Maybe not to necessarily take the action on, but to initiate the process of something new. And one thing we have to watch out for when the moon does move into Aries um, is for impulsivity, right? We can become more impulsive. We might mm, tend to think later, right? Act first, think later, instead of think first, act later. Um, so 
be careful, but also be very open and bold and courageous in really stating and defining the things that it is that you want for yourself, right, as we move forward into this year. Uh, I want to say good morning to a few more people joining us out there. Good morning, Heather Scott. It's good to see you. Happy New Year, she says. Rueda, it's nice to see you. Revolt Magic. I'm not sure who you are, but wonderful. She or he had the same kind of dream last night. Gaila Seeger, good morning to you. Pauline Solia says, Jupiter and Pisces, dreams and COVID surging figures. Isn't that interesting, right? Because Pisces, think about this. Pisces rules the lymph system, so our immune system and the body's immune response to all of the toxins that we get um, uh, battered with, whether we're eating them or drinking them or exposed to them in the air, right? So our lymph system is working overtime right now. And what we're seeing in the outer world is this big surge in people getting sick with COVID. Luckily, with less fierceness than some of the other variants. So it's interesting to watch how astrology moves with the world or how the world is moving with astrology. It always amazes me, yet I already know that it's as above, so below. So the one thing I can say for everybody right now and through most of 2022 uh, is that it will be very good for us to do the things that shore up our immune system, removing toxins from your environment. And that might be the things that you are eating, the air that you're breathing, uh, the water, making sure it's purified, um, removing yourself from toxic environments, right? Where you have people or, or an energy field that you're in that is toxic, right? Time to remove yourself from that. Because those kinds of things, while they don't appear to necessarily create havoc in your immune system do, right? So everything that you're taking in, everything that you're reading, everything that you're, you know, ingesting, you really uh, listening to music, etc. everything like that is, is having an effect on your immune system or your lymphatic system at this point in time. So do all the things that you can to make that stronger for yourself. When we look at this in human design, what we see right this moment is that there's a lot of emotional connection going on with Pisces in um, the solar plexus of the human design chart. So the solar plexus is about the emotional energy. Right now, Jupiter is sitting at the gate 55, which is really a gate that takes us into abundance and spirit and living from a place where our thoughts, our heart, and our emotions all align to put us where it is we want to be. So we're aligning those things. That's what Jupiter's bringing to us. In order to grow and expand in the direction that we really want to grow and expand, we have to align all of those things. And in particular, humans have this issue with uh, our minds and our emotions not being aligned. We might be thinking these positive thoughts, but our emotions tell a different story. Or it could be the other way where our emotions are telling the positive story, but our mind keeps going back and dragging us into uh, the old patterns or the subconscious patterns. So we have this opportunity to be able to clear that up. And another thing is that Pisces gives us a peek through the veils, as Pauline says. And indeed, that's true as well. We can at this point in time, kind of see through the veils, even into the future and have a potential for predicting 
what is best for us? What direction is the next best step for us to take? So it's all very interesting right now. And uh, I was having that conversation with Tam on Wednesday. And one of the things that is very powerful, very much something we all need to be aware of, is that going forward, it's really our responsibility individually and collectively to create the reality that we want. And we do that by focusing on what we want and not on what we don't want. So we have to always be checking in with ourselves and you know, gut checking ourselves when we want to respond in a way that isn't of love, isn't of our highest and best. And if we can each do that, then we're each affecting the field, the outer world, and making the changes that we really want to see in the world instead of the ones that we seem to become victims of. Because Pisces is also a very victim-y sign, right? It's where victim energy lives. It's where martyr energy lives. So in order to move through the victim, the martyr, we have to be able to take responsibility for our own selves, where we are in terms of what we're feeling, what we're saying, what we're projecting outward to other people. So be responsible, right? Just take it and know, and we're going to fail miserably at times in it. And I'm okay with that because I fail miserably some days <laughs> at what I'm feeling or, you know, what takes over me. But then I remember, okay, wait, I'm choosing, I'm choosing in every moment what it is I'm experiencing. Don't give your power away by making it be something that's happening outside of you that's creating the reason why you're feeling what you're feeling. That's giving your power away. So don't do that. Uh, good morning, JLo. Very good to see you. Asa, great to see you. And uh, let's see, I'm missing a lot of comments here. Tom says, I second that emotion. You're always good for a laugh. I love it. Um, Heather Scott, this is fascinating. So appreciate this insight. By the way, Heather Scott, um, I want you to type in what the name is of your newest, your new book. And I want you to tell people how they can get it. Um, she wrote a book that is really about how it is that we need to become more self-loving self-nurturing, taking care of ourselves. And I'm sorry to put you on the spot there, Heather. Um, and I'm sorry that I cannot think about right now what the name of your book is, but please type that in for people to be able to um, uh, find and read, because I think it's another one of the big clarion calls for this year is that we need to be able to learn to do the things that support ourselves. And I know in the past, we've called that being selfish, but in truth, it's more like you're being self-centered, that when I'm cared for, when I'm filled, when I'm full, then I have more to share, to give, to, sh to you know, help others. So um, Heather Scott, Gentle With You, that's the name of the book. And uh, I think it's available on Amazon. Um, she'll be putting that up there in a moment. Nico Vasquez. Hi, watching from Tucson, Arizona. Welcome. It's lovely to have you. Uh, thank you for doing this. I bought the energy almanac somewhere and trying to learn all of this astrology. Be kind to yourself, Nico. It takes time, right? It takes time. I, I, I know that a lot of the listeners here in the morning have been with me for a while. And so they're familiar with a lot of things. If you have questions, ask and just take time with yourself to learn because it's a lot. It's like learning a new language, but the concepts are kind of universal. And I think on some level we get them, 
um, but it's sometimes put into words that may be new to you or different, right? So be careful with that. Be, or I mean, take care. Be gentle uh, with yourself. Uh, Susie Gemini, Arizona is gorgeous. Let me tell you, the Pacific Northwest here has not been kind to us lately. It has been snowing. It has been cold. Uh, pipes freezing. Uh, while I was in California, blessedly, it was like eight degrees here. <clears throat> rain heavy, flooding. Uh, if it's not flooding because of rain, it's high tides. It's been crazy. So those extremes, right, are happening. And I know they're happening in other parts of the country as well. But it's the it's sort of the outpicturing of the things that are happening within us as humans, right? The outpicturing of the extremes in our outer world are really coming from this huge evolutionary change that's going on within all of us. And I know that's hard to, <clears throat> it's hard to really imagine that the outer world is really an outpicturing of what us humans are doing, but it is, I assure you. So it's, sometimes I look at that and I'm like, oh, okay, so it is, that there's a lot going on within me and the earth is the outpicturing of all of those changes that are happening. We're moving through all of the different seasons and all the different extreme expressions of life and relationships within us, right? So of course we're gonna see it in the outer world. Uh, and you're welcome, Nico. Pauline says, do you have Academy back on? Not yet. Um, remember I, I actually dropped the teachable platform and decided I was going to run it on my own website, but that take uh, that's a learning curve and I'm still, I haven't even had a chance since I've been back to go and work on that. I hope to have word for you on that, Pauline, by the end of this month. Um, for those of you who were part of the Academy in Teachable, you still have access to everything that was there. So no worries, you still have access. I'm just not paying Teachable anymore to host it because I'm hosting it all on my own website. It just isn't live yet, but it will be soon. Uh, Thoral, I'm not sure what that's all about, but uh, Natasha, I saw you out there somewhere. It's kind of funny. Yesterday we had no school due to snow. I spent the day with self-love as I've been giving love around. Now it's my turn to love myself. Absolutely, right? It's absolutely exactly what's been happening. And uh, Heather Scott says, yes, it's her book, Be Gentle, or uh, what was it called? Gentle With You is available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. So go ahead and check that out. Heather, great model for what it is that we all need to be working with uh, right now. Uh, so uh, let's talk now about Venus. I want to go to Venus because she is doing so many interesting things. And I I love that it is the planet Venus, the goddess of love, the planet that is building our relationships, our financial structure, causing us to move in tandem with our values, to reevaluate ourselves and to live in a more valued way. In other words, Venus is really taking us into this idea of self-love and that self-love then being the reflection we see in the outer world in our relationships and how we love one another. But Venus is also a planet of value and values. So right now we're all undergoing, because she's in retrograde, we're all undergoing an inner shift of what it is that we term as value. 
And that might be the things that we value, right? That the the things we value in our lives, our relationships, um, the things that we say that we value. If we value a clean and healthy environment, um, if we value peace and love, those kinds of things, right? Those are values. But then also the things that we value in ourselves and the value that we claim for ourselves. So if you are always undermining yourself or self-sabotaging or talking yourself down, those are things that are also right now under um, change, right? Under a re-evaluation. So we are reevaluating ourselves. We are reevaluating who we are in the context of our relationships. We're reevaluating ourselves in the context of who we are in the bigger, wider world. Now, as we step into the weekend on Sunday, Saturday, excuse me, Venus and the sun come into a conjunction. Now, I want to talk about this for a second because all the planets do this. When they come into a conjunction with the sun, they start a new cycle, a new cycle of growth and evolution. And after all, really, astrology is all about cycles of time within cycles of time within smaller cycles of time. And then those cycles repeat, but they never repeat exactly, right? It may repeat that we have another Venus conjunct the sun, but it is going to happen in a different sign with different aspects and so forth. So it becomes a sort of spiraling uh, idea of cycles where we are growing and evolving with each subsequent coming together of the planets. So Venus conjunct the sun begins a new process of our looking at our values of who we are, who we want to be in the world. And when we look at this in human design, it is so fascinating because right now there's a lot of root center pressure. I'm going to see if I can bring up a um, uh, picture of the human design chart right now while we're having this conversation. And I forgot that I can actually do this. I can share my screen. So let me open this up and then go back and share and share screen, a window. Booyah, did it. Okay. So what you all should be seeing right now is a human design mandala. And it's a human design mandala because it's showing us on the outer ring, the astrology, right? So the signs, the zodiac signs, and on the inner wheel, here we have the human design body graph. So right now, these, um, so for those of you who are new out there, and I know I have a couple of new people, so let, take, let me take a moment to just explain this a little bit. Human design is an astrology for a new age. It literally takes us into the energetics of who we are. And it does this by combining aspects of many divine uh, traditions or uh, older traditions and cutting edge sciences. So we have elements in human design that are uh, based in the I Ching and based on the human design or human chakra system. You see these energy centers here in the middle. These are all uh, kind of looking like chakras, right? And they, they operate very similarly to chakras. There are also elements of astrology as in every one of these gates that are sitting in these energy centers has an aspect relating to astrology. And then there's also the connection to uh, more of the Eastern philosophies 
where we have, you know, ideas about uh, evolution and consciousness raising. And when we get to the science here, we have the DNA, right? The cutting edge knowledge of DNA and the traits that we all carry. And then we also have quantum human or quantum design, quantum uh, mechanics, where the energies are always interacting, uh, not only within us, but within us and the people around us. So when we look at a human design chart, what we're really seeing is the energy makeup. And now with this kind of mandala, we can actually relate our energy to the astrology. So it's really kind of a, a, a nice uh, inclusive way of looking at uh, who we are. So when we look at this today, here's the root center. And the root center is a, a place where everything, it's our connection to the earth. So everything that moves from the root center moves outward throughout the body template, throughout the body's energy fields. So whenever we have gate energy defined, meaning there's something sitting at one of the gates, then we have the pressure in the root center to go out and do something, right? To go moving ourselves outward. At this moment, we have the sun at the gate 54 and Venus at the gate 54, which is called the gate of ambition or the gate of drive. In um, a, a more divine way, this is the gate of divine inspiration. It is the gate where it begins our journey as human beings, as we push outward, as we feel the pressure within us to go out into the world, to put our work out into the world, to put love out into the world, to put our spiritual quest out into the world. All of that comes together at this gate 54 and begins the process of our journey, of our life journey. You might call it your hero's journey. You could call it your quest, right? The quest for the Holy Grail. It all begins here with the gate 54. And indeed, this is then where the sun right now and, and uh, Venus right now are coming together in this conjunction. It is the root pressure for us to go out into the world to find success. And success, not necessarily um, as in rising to the pinnacle of something, but success in your life, finding the answers, the things that are meaningful to you. So we see that when we have the sun somewhere, it puts a lot of light and energy in that gate. And that now with a conjunction to Venus puts more of the energy of, well, what's right for me? right? Where do I want to go? What kind of success do I want to look for in this, uh, you know, future or in these next few weeks, days, and months? So uh, it also is a place that marks the middle of our Venus retrograde cycle. And a new Venus sun cycle begins. And when we look then at where the earth is during this period of time, because the earth again is where we are boots on the ground, uh, she's sitting at the gate 53 and the gate 53 is also a root gate. So the earth and the sun are both in root pressure gates. The pressure from the earth pushing us now is toward a new beginning, starting something. The gate is called the gate of starting something. So we have root pressure to take action, to go out and find success, but it's also success that has to be aligned with our values, right? Our values. Now, 
Um, let me just say really quickly, I just also put here, this is the gate 55 where the planet uh, Jupiter is. And Jupiter is our growth and our expansion. So it rules our broadening of our horizons. And it's at the gate of the spirit of abundance or abundance through spirit. It also has another energy and that is faith, having faith in the benevolent nature of the universe, even in the depths of despair, even in the craziness that is our world right now, that we must have the faith that spirit knows what it's doing, that everything is leading us to a positive future, that all of the experiences that we're having at this moment are growing pains, right? Growing pains as we are moving and evolving into higher level beings. We've called it ascension in the past, right? That this idea that we're moving into something bigger, but we don't do that without some pain. We're on a physical planet. Growing pains are a part of the whole expansion process. And I just also wanted to highlight right now that Mars, the counterpart to Venus, right? Venus representing the very divine feminine, Mars representing the divine masculine, is at the gate of integrity. So integrity is a very important part of this process as we become more transparent, uh, as we demand more transparency from our governments, from our leaders, uh, from the people in our communities, and as we demand more transparency in ourselves, right? Becoming more in integrity. And just quickly, so that you might be wondering, what are these connections out here? Out here, this shows us the signs that things are happening in. So if we go to the gate 54, Sun and Venus are in Capricorn. So we can see that the Capricorn gate 54 is all about ambition and drive and the divine inspiration to take action, pushing us outward in the world to succeed. The opposite, the earth, right? The sun is always opposite from the earth and the earth is always opposite of the sun. So the earth is down here in the sign of cancer. It doesn't show up on an astrology chart. No one has a symbol that shows this is earth. It's implied. So the implication here is that Earth is sitting at the gate 53 in Cancer, pushing us to a more nurturing new beginning, right? Cancer loves to nurture, feed, clothe, live in accordance to values of nurturing. So we have that going on. 55 is where Jupiter is. And you can see it's just barely, it starts at the very last degree uh, of Aquarius and the early degrees of Pisces. So here we are, we're in Jupiter in Pisces, and 55 is that spirit of abundance, and Mars over here at the gate 26 is in a Sagittarius gate. Sagittarians love to be true to themselves. They want to find the capital T truth, the whole divining truth of the universe, and in here it's about integrity. The integrity piece is also about finding what is right for you and living your own truth. So we have that going on. So I know that was a lot. I hope that did, I didn't lose people there. Um, but it is a very interesting time that we're in when we see these things piling up with similar themes, don't you think, right? Similar themes, it must mean that we're meant to move in a sort of that direction. Now, there are also some issues with the Venus conjunct sun that we need to look at. One is that it's a time for us to determine our personal goals and desires. Now, 
we live in a world, a collective, right? We live in a world where we are around others. Here's where it is your opportunity to, to highlight, to shine through to the collective with your specific genius, with what you're here to do, what your desires are to contribute to the world. I'm using that word deliberately, contribute, because in just a few days, the nodes are going to shift into the Taurus Scorpio parts of our chart. They're going to move into the gate eight and 14, which is about finding your contribution that then um, attracts abundance to you. So that'll be an interesting shift. I don't want to say too much more about that today, but just know that finding your path of contribution is very important right now. All of our relationship matters are also up in the in the field for us to reevaluate. Value being the key word here. So if you find yourself in healthy, loving, supportive relationships, pat yourself on the back. You're doing a great job. But you may also, and even in the best of relationships, you might have others that are more tricky. And what's going on in those relationships that maybe you can uh, affect some change in or maybe it is a source of wounding or a source of some kind of undermining of your energy. And maybe it's time to let that type of relationship go. Financial matters also a part of all of this as Venus rules money. And as we know, Uranus is in Taurus, a sign ruled by Venus. And so we have some other kinds of things going on in the bigger pictures uh, the, econ the economy, the banking situation, cryptocurrencies, all kinds of interesting things going on out there. Um, this is also a time where people from your past may make a reappearance. Uh, it was interesting to when we were in California, my husband met up with uh, his two friends that he literally grew up with. And of course, some interesting stories that he was sharing with our grandchildren about their growing up and their experiences and all of that. So people from your past have a, a part to play yet in your current time. Um, what we're seeking is balance in our relationships. What we're also wanting to do right now is to seek cooperation. Um, today we're also experiencing, or this weekend, we're also experiencing the first of many semi-sextiles that will show up throughout this year for us. A semi-sextile, for those of you who are new, is a 30-degree relationship between planets. So at this point, we have Mars in the sign of Sagittarius. And today, he just so happens to be 30 degrees away from the Sun-Venus conjunction, or he will be tomorrow. So what we see in that then is a need to cooperate. It was a, it's one of the signs and signals from 2022 that we were that we talked about when we did the astrology of 2020 web, or 2022 webinar, where we're looking at the need this year to find cooperative pathways to make things work, right? To find the give and the take, right? That still keeps us in alignment with our values, but allows us to work with others in a in a more profound way. But it is a difficult thing, right? The signs that are next to one another, Mars is in Sagittarius and uh, the Sun and Venus are in Capricorn. They are not necessarily speaking the same language, right? 
Sagittarius is growth oriented. It is expansion oriented and Capricorn is more concentrated on contraction or on creating sustainability. So we don't grow unless we have a sustainable form or structure to support it. But Sagittarius energy is more like, well, let's grow first and build later. And in reality, that's how our world works. Sagittarius comes first. <laughs> Sagittarius comes before Capricorn. So the growth and the expansion comes first, and then the building of the form and the structure that is going to support it. So the cooperation between those two things. If you grow too far too fast, then you never get to the point where you can build a sustainable uh, structure. And so then you're always chasing after having to fix the holes as the, as the dam springs a leak kind of thing. So we have to be able to cooperate between those two energies of expansion and contraction to make sure we're able to create sustainability. So that's the first of that type of energy that we're going to see happening this year. The second is already in play, and I hadn't noticed it until this morning as I was looking at the chart. And that is right now, Pluto, our planet of deep transformation from taking us in the dark night of the soul out into the light again is in a semi-sextile to the galactic center, the source of all the incoming energy uh, that is of an evolutionary nature, right? Neutrinos and gamma rays and microwaves and cosmic rays that all sort the source of all of our evolutionary energies. And considering that Pluto is a dynamic that causes change and transformation. We're having to change in order to accept or receive or to benefit by all of those cosmic rays and changes that are coming in. All the potential for ascension that's been feeding into this planet is needing us to first be able to change and transform in order to hold that space to be able to hold that energy that change so two things right there in the semi-sextile category that we're having to move through right now so i love looking at it that way so going back now the sun conjunct venus it's a time for us to redefine what we want from our relationships from our money from our values to redefine those things for ourselves this isn't a a group kind of thing yet, right? Right now, this is, I need to redefine me. I need to find what's most important to me and live from that. Um, questions, comments, um, Heather, I'd like to book. Yes, I can certainly talk to you about that. Uh, yes. And email me directly for that information. Susie Gemini, I am turning 50 in May, loving my age. It's a great time to be uh, 50. Venus. Oh, Venus. Uh, Natasha, thank you, Pauline. I've been told long ago how you treat yourself younger is how you may feel when older. Love is my life path for others. I love that. Uh, okay, I'm going to go sw swooping down to the bottom here. I don't see any. Is Venus conjunct the sun on Saturday Pacific time? Yes. But right now, they're so close, right? The sun is at 17 degrees, 16 minutes. Venus retrograding at 1935. So they're in orb now, tomorrow, and even on Sunday, uh, depending on time zone, is when they'll be exact. And that is signaling this time for us to redefine ourselves. 
And I will guarantee you, you guys have been feeling this in some way, shape or form, not just today, but maybe for the last several days. I know I've been feeling it very much in my life as well. Um, let's go on to another Venus subject, shall we? So we've had Sun conjunct Venus. We've already know Venus is in retrograde. We now know we're at the halfway point of the Venus retrograde cycle. We also have a Venus star point change happening concurrently with the conjunction to the sun on Saturday and Sunday. So the Venus star point has been in Gemini. And that was because the last retrograde cycle of Venus took place in the sign of Gemini. And now we're switching to Capricorn energy. So the Venus star point sets off a time period where collectively we begin to link up with the energies of the new sign. So our it, it may show up in changes in our values and in our systems in the way we talk to one another, in the way we work with one another, in the way that we show up in our outer world. Uh, all of these different things can be changing due to Venus's star point change. And when the star point becomes Capricorn, one of the best words that I could come up with this morning for this is about respect, right? In Capricorn, self-respect, respect of self and others, respect of differences, respect of the same things, like the things that we have in common. So our commonalities, the respect of people's differences, their self-respect, etc. Um, it brings heart, Venus, to duty and responsibility energy. So there's a tendency with Capricorn to sometimes be sort of stodgy or stuck or stern, and that's owing to its rulership by the planet Saturn. But if we can bring heart to it, which is exactly what's happening, we can take a look at those forms, those structures, those things that we, those rules, those laws, those things that we've put into place that we thought were immovable, that we thought were unchangeable, and we can bring heart to those things, right? We can start to feel and inject those systems with love. Now, this is energy that links us to survival. This is uh, energy that links us to the careful management of resources, both for ourselves, our own personal resources, but also the resources of the world. And that might mean money. It might mean the environment. It might mean any number of things, right? So it is sort of a time where we're getting through the winter of something where, you know, in ancient times, the people, humans would have to put away enough food for the winter. They would have to prepare in the summer and the fall to have enough warmth, to have enough wood, to have enough whatever food to get them through the long winters or however long the winter was, wherever they were located. Um, so it's a time for us now then to be looking at what's going to get us through the winter, right? The times right now seem very dire. They seem very... Um, like our very survival might be even in question. So what can we do now to carefully manage our resources in order to stay through this time period? Our interests as human beings can be changing at this point in time from the more possibility orientation of Gemini idea sharing and talking and communicating to more about our history and looking at the past in order to gauge where we want to go in the future, our ancestral roots, our common ancestry, 
all of these kinds of things are the the focuses of our interests now investing in ourselves in our education system uh in our jobs in our corporations this is not our investing in our corporations necessarily but looking at what do we expect from our corporations what will we tolerate from them strengthening the forms and the structures that create a sustainable future that can that create a sustainable institution and the institutions are things like the government our medical system our education system our religions you name it the big things in our outer world are institutions that now need to be looked at and heart brought into them right heart brought into those things Keywords that you might um, take with you in this journey are going to be things about authority figures. Are you your own authority or are you um, not, right? Um, there, sorry, I put Tom's comment. I'm not sure how I did that. Um, so anyway, respect is a big part of all of this, right? Respecting your own self, finding your own inner authority, but then also looking at the authority figures in your life and the role that they play. And that might be people like teachers, your parents, um, corporate uh, structures, CEOs of corporations, government, achieving goals, right? What kind of goals do we want to achieve? What is worthy of our time? What is worthy of our hearts to put our time, our focus and our energies into? And as well, laws and traditions. I think that of all the things is going to be the most difficult because I think we've already seen what happens when we don't have heart in our laws, right? Uh, we get a lot of blowback from uh, laws that are applied unequally and so forth. So bringing heart into our laws, bringing heart back into our traditions. So a lot of big energy here with uh, Venus over the next several weeks to several months and all beginning today right or tomorrow actually technically the eighth but the seventh eighth and ninth being the place where all of this starts coming together <sighs> questions comments um was a great comment to highlight i don't know how i did it but yay okay do it again let me see oh i know i see it okay do it again and that's another one of theirs too <laughs> um when i click on somebody's comment it um highlights it so i can show christine's comment and i can hide christine's comment something new right something new that we can do here uh, okay so let's see we have about 10 more minutes how about questions what's going on now for all of you out there i want you to take a look at where capricorn is in your personal chart for those of you who are new out there and listening to us for the first time this morning maybe it's a great time to get your own personal astrology chart and your own personal human design chart. You can get them free by going to my website, all the astrology program and human design program problems that I came home to from vacation are now fixed. Hallelujah. Um, and we are, I'm now able to get those things out to people quickly instead of, I don't know, I had like 40 of them to do the other day. It was annoying as hell, but whatever, right? I got through it. Uh, and I know people were probably annoyed because they didn't get it right away, but now you'll get it right away. Bring it with you in the mornings when we're talking, because you want to be able to relate all of what I'm saying to your personal chart. Everybody has Capricorn somewhere. Everybody has 
Venus and the sun somewhere in their charts. So when we're focusing on something as we were this morning, you want to know what house is that going to be in, in your chart, right? The house tells you the area of your personal life that all of this action is taking place. So for example, looking at the chart of the day, every morning I draw up a chart of the day and I write all my notes that we're going to talk about on this chart. But you can see on this chart that all of the signs are there. If this were a person right here is where Capricorn is. Right. So Capricorn is in the first house of this particular astrology chart. So if you were someone who had Capricorn on your first house, then all of this Capricorn energy is taking place in your personal life. Right. It's, it's about you and the personal changes you are going through, the personal heart that you need to put back into your own life, that you need to bring back into your relationships, that you need to bring back to your finances. So it would have a personal impact for some of you. Let's see, where's Capricorn in my own chart that would be in my seventh house. So it's going to bring it to my marriage, to my personal relationships, to, uh, the, to the, the business relationships that I've built. Um, let's see if you have it say in your 10th house, then you have it in a place in your chart where you're having to apply respect and heart to your career, to your profession, to you, your own claims on your authority, right? So it's a very, very personalized thing as well, especially because both the sun and uh, Venus are personal planets. That means they affect us as individuals, not just the collective. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, let's see, is there a difference between a planet conjunct a planet, for example, Venus conjunct the sun versus sun conjunct Venus. No difference at all, except for the mechanics in it. In this case, right now we have Venus in retrograde. We have the sun always moving forward and they're coming together. So then we take the slower moving, uh, the faster moving planet, this case, the Venus, and we name her first. It'll be Venus conjunct the sun. She's basically moving into the sun. If it's sun conjunct Venus, it's that Venus is somewhere and the sun is catching up to her and the sun is then conjunct Venus. They mean the same things, right? They mean the same things, but they happen mechanically in a different way. So I hope that makes sense. Great question. Um, ah, let's see. So let's see if I can show, is this a Facebook comment? I know that's not. Uh, let's see who's out here on Facebook. I see most of you are here through YouTube. Ah, here's Heather Scott. Woo, right? So I can give her Facebook comment also on here. But that was more personal to me. So, all right. Um, Capricorn in Mars and part of Fortune, ninth house. So you have Mars and Capricorn is what I'm guessing. And also you're part of Fortune and they're both in the ninth house. So the ninth house is a house of growth and expansion, broadening your horizons, elevating your perspective, seeing things from a higher spiritual viewpoint. So with Mars here, the action principle in Capricorn is a stepwise progression, a goal-oriented way of adopting a higher and higher perspective as you go through your life. And that's how you broaden your horizons one step at a time, right? So it's a more stepwise uh, way for you to learn uh, with Capricorn there on the on the ninth house. Um, <clears throat> but also that house has a lot to do with how we interact with the other, 
right? The 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 cultures, the races, the uh, the foods, the the things that are of other, right? So even otherworldly things. So always taking the broader perspective uh, is what you are here to do, right? That with Mars there. I hope that's helpful. Um, 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 Pam Zaruba circle chart is so helpful. Love it when you use them showing gates and this. Yeah, I my whole force of my teaching at this point in this year, I think is really going to be about bringing those two together, astrology and human design. The best way I know to do that visually is with that type of mandala. And even though it's a little bit crazy, right, to look at, eventually it what really stands out is how it all works together. And that's what I was really after in uh, starting to do things in that way. Uh, Kunal Batish, hello, love from India, love to you as well. Thank you for joining us here this morning. Uh, okay, so uh, last thing before I leave this morning, I'm going to do a couple of card pulls too, uh, is that we are now in the shadow of Mercury's retrograde. We actually have been. And um, I was hoping not to have been affected by it, but unfortunately, I've been affected by Mercury's change, uh, the wobbly, the slowing down of Mercury's energy in the sign of Aquarius, which rules the internet. It rules our higher tech. So when you have more complex technology, like my astrology programs, like my human design programs, the potential for a breakdown is higher right now. So we have uh, the potential now for things to be disrupted in that higher tech. Um, but also the, the slowing down helps us to really tune in to the higher wavelengths, the higher frequencies that Aquarius energy brings us. You know, when we look at the Aquarius symbol, it's the waves, right? And most people look at that and think it's the waves like water, representing water, um, because the image of Aquarius is the water bearer. So you see a person typically with a, a vessel with water pouring out of it. But those waves don't mean water. They mean interference, right? They're interference waves that come in and cause us to change, cause us to evolve, cause us to elevate. So Aquarius energy is really taking us on the the to on a ride to the future, right? So on our ride to the future, these interference waves come in and disrupt the traditional, disrupt the past, disrupt things in a way that that uh, can sometimes be crazy. So these interference waves right now are where Mercury is. And so Mercury disrupting the um, the the process of technology, really causing us maybe to land a little bit on the ground. Um, so that we can really design our technological future. Can we really discern what is in our best interest technology-wise so we can slow that down? But for us as individuals, it can interrupt our computers. It can interrupt our programs. It can interrupt anything high technology. Um, and that goes, that planet Mercury retrogrades on January 14th. So that's just what next week. <laughs> so he's slowing down. He'll come to that stopping point, be in the retrograde. And then we'll have the shadow period a little bit after uh, the 28th of January when he stops the retrograde and moves forward again. So yay for all of us, right? 
Uh, I see Aquarius as two parallel timelines running together. Ooh, so interesting. We might need to have a conversation about that one day. Uh, Letitia Carvalho Vieira, nice to see you out there. Capricorn in the five house, the fifth house. Can you tell a little bit about that? I can. The fifth house is the house of creativity and joy. It is a place where the imagination requires some risk taking in order to bring your dream into reality. The opposite point is where the dream, the vision lies and it's bringing it in, right? It's bringing in. So with Capricorn there, you likely have maybe isolated yourself from the dream, meaning that maybe the dream felt too big or too unreachable, or you felt like you had to be uber responsible. And so taking action on your dream was something that you just dreamt about. Well, now it's about, wow, can I release myself from that? Can I really aim to bring my dreams into reality? So take some steps, make some goals, uh, an action plan, uh, anything that, you know, can bring some form and structure to you actually actualizing your dreams, bringing them to life. I hope that's helpful for you, Letitia. Nico, as I'm learning astrology, I'm seeing that I do not have Capricorn in any of my houses. Yes, you do. Uh, I'm assuming not all of it. Yes, everybody has all 12 signs. Everybody has all 64 gates in their human design. Everybody has all nine energy centers in their human design. We all have everything. We are all whole and complete. But different planets do different things to each of our designs, to each of our astrologies. So it's going to look different for everybody. If you have your chart, Nico, look for the symbol that kind of looks like the number 76 kind of a stylized 76. Let me see if I can draw it in a, let me get my highlighter here and draw it for you. It would kind of look like this. So find the symbol that looks like that. It'll be somewhere around that wheel. And that is where Capricorn is in your personal chart. Now, it may not call attention to itself. Maybe you don't have any planets in there by birth, and that's okay, too. It doesn't mean you don't have anything going on in Capricorn, because Capricorn still has a ruling planet, and that's Saturn. So where's Saturn in your chart then? And I know that's getting a little bit more complex, um, but definitely have your chart there. Look for that symbol, right? That 76. I always think of it as the 76. And that's Capricorn. And it'll tell you what the house is that you have it in. Uh, yeah, definitely look at that again. Okay, so it is getting to, oh, it's after nine o'clock already. Holy moly. Let me draw a card. I'm going to draw us another starseed oracle. For one reason, I need to get used to using these cards. Kind of get a feel for them and them to get a feel for all of you. And for just because I like the idea of starseeds. And... And today our card is Galactic Council Crest, Spiritual Sovereignty, Astral Travel, and Timelessness. How interesting that we were talking about parallel timelines. This is what the card looks like. It is number 27, which is a nine. The nine is a very psychic number, by the way, very intuitive, but it also brings us to a, a sort of completion of sorts. And in this case, uh, also seemingly a sense of timelessness. Let's read what this one's about. 27. 
the symbolism uh, is spiritual sovereignty, sovereignty, gosh, astral travel and timelessness. The element is ether. Crystals are hypersthene, never heard of it, pneumite, apophyllite, stillbite, and astrophyllite. The chakras are the third eye, the skull, the crown, and the soul star. The planet is Uranus and the zodiac sign Aquarius. How fitting is that? This design is an energetic crest of the Galactic Council from the ninth dimension, consisting of nine members who oversee and manage galactic evolution on all levels. It stimulates rapid expansion through the owning of one's multidimensional experiences, propelling one forward, assisting with astral travel and the ability to project one's consciousness and energy into other realms to receive higher and more complex information. Certainly sounds like energy coming in from that Pluto sextile galactic center. Go into the spaces between and receive. Here's the deck, the Starseed Oracle by Wizard Azanon. Wizard Azanon. All right, guys, that is it for me today. I will see you all on Monday. We'll take a look at the week ahead. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Much love to all of you. Bye for now.